West Film Nerds Podcast. I am Alex. I'm Willie. And I'm Nick. Today we are doing a bonus episode for Halloween. Heyo! Honor up! Happy Halloween, everybody. And in honor of the creepiness that is Halloween, we're going to be talking about kind of famous mythical movie curses and, and, and mysterious things about movies that, uh, you know, those... Basically everything you'd look up on Snopes or Cracked or anything like that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So... But if we miss any of the ones that you would love to hear us talk about, uh, you can email us, feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com, find us on Twitter or uh, Instagram at MFN Podcast, go on Facebook, facebook.com slash midwestfilmnerdspodcast, or go to midwestfilmnerds.com for all of our previous episodes, all 99, plus all the bonus episodes, soon coming, episode number 100. It's coming, guys. It is. Are you ready? Not too far down the pipeline here. Yeah. What are we going to do? I mean, something really special, right? No, I don't know. I haven't landed yet. So, on to the actual episode. Um, I wanted to start off here with the Poltergeist curse. Uh, the Poltergeist curse is... I, I basically never wanted to watch the Poltergeist curse because... Or the Poltergeist... <laughs> the, the film is called Poltergeist. <laughs> yes. For, for, for those of you who don't know, the film is actually called Poltergeist. But... And it's a series of movies. There's at least three of them, and they're going to have a remake out next year, I think. Barf. But, um... <laughs> Quick barf. Basically, there's, there's, there's a curse that has apparently followed the, the whole series. Basically, four of the main actors within the series died by, between the time that the first one was uh, filmed and the third one was released. Mm-hmm. Um, so, t- two of them are kind of not so... Crazy. One of them was one of the old, the guy who plays the creepy old guy in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he died of uh, stomach cancer, which isn't, you know, it was probably earlier than he <clears throat> could have gone. Sure, but, but he was older, and it's not something that would older, be older, and he had been diagnosed with cancer, and it was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it totally out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then another uh, uh, Will Sampson, one of the actors in, in in the movies, also passed away during some kind of operation. But the two that are really strange are the daughters from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, the older daughter, the girl who plays Dana, her name's Dominique Dunn, mm-hmm. she, uh, she was strangled by her boyfriend uh, very shortly before the first movie was released. Yeah. And... Um, Just horrifying. Horrifying. She was 22 <laughs> years old and... It, it, you know, Sister of Griffin Dunn, star of uh, American Werewolf in London. There you go. So, um, that's terrible. And then on top of that, I think uh, either shortly before the th- I think shortly before the third movie was released, the youngest daughter, uh, Car- the girl who plays Carol Ann, she Heather O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke, yes, she passed away when uh, when she uh, she had some kind of bo- uh, intestine obstruction mm-hmm. and she died of septic se- well septic shock during the surgery, so. Really, really strange. Now, the the thing that gets attributed for all of this, the rumor around it all, and something that has been stated by some of the actresses, I think uh, Joe Beth Williams actually has said something about it in interviews, mm-hmm. is that they supposedly used real skeletons instead of buying fake skeletons for the props in the film. Yep. Simply because it was cheaper to buy a real skeleton. Ooh! Yeah. Which, given the fact that the movie, there, there's a plot point in the movie that... 
very heavily deals with the desecration of remains. Absolutely. You would think they would probably not want to do that. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's in the script, and, so... And not to mention, like, there's a part... Like, <laughs> we're, Okay, I'm not going to be too worried about spoiling any of the movies that we talk about today, so if you want to avoid spoilers, maybe come back to this after you watch the movies. But there's a part in the movie, they've, they're getting a, a pool in their background, or in their, in their backyard, and but it's just like a, a dirt pile at this point. And it's heavily raining. There's basically a pool of water in this dirt. And at the, like, close to the climax of the movie, these skeletons start popping up in the water in that pool while Joe Beth Williams is in that pool. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be Joe Beth Williams. I mm-hmm. would not want to be in a pool of actual skeletons. No. That's, no. Of actual no. human remains. No. Yeah, Never. gross. So that's terrifying. And that, you know, I... I actually finally saw Poltergeist for the first time last night, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And it's classic. Hopefully, I'm not going to die. The um, there's also there was a story about I don't know how much truth there is to it, but the the actor who plays the son, um, there's a scene where he's attacked by a, his clown doll. Which God, yep. why would you want that in your room yeah. anyway? Yeah. And apparently, it almost killed him. Like mm-hmm. it, he almost like the something well, malfunctioned with the. The arms. Apparently Spielberg and uh, Toby Hooper thought that he was ad-libbing because he started saying, I can't breathe or something like that, and it wasn't in the script. And then when he actually started turning purple, mm-hmm. uh, Spielberg ran up and, and undid the whole thing. And, killed and, the clown. Yeah, killed the Saving clown. Saving the life of another child. Yeah. So, some pretty weird, crazy stuff. And I think there's a few other things that are sprinkled throughout there about the mm-hmm. whole kind of poltergeist mythos and curse, but... Pretty terrifying, in my opinion. Spooky. It's yeah. not. I, I like. I, I remember trying to read like the Wikipedia article on it all in the middle of the day, with like all the lights on, and I'd get through part of it and I'd be like, no, 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 no. There's real <laughs> skeletons involved. No, like no, no, I'm good. It's like I would also screw with you if you took my dead remains and, you know. Use my likeness in a movie without asking. Yeah, exactly. Use my bones in a movie without my asking. But <laughs> Anyway. So, next up, we've got The Exorcist. Willie, I think you're the yeah. expert here. Yeah, well, The Exorcist, I remember hearing about this from my mom shortly after I had seen the movie because I guess it was pretty pu- well publicized, like a lot of the nasty stuff that happened yeah. on set. And, I mean, some of the stuff, obviously, like anything, it can be just coincidence, but there's some spooky stuff here, too. Um, a couple of the sporting actors um, passed away shortly before the movie was released, which is always a little spooky. Um, I don't know what the, the reasoning for their, their deaths were, but yeah. I don't think it was anything that was... Uh, it, was it wasn't like a, a foul play type scenario, but still, mm-hmm. kind of spooky. Um, and I know on set, um, Ellen Burstyn, who plays uh, Mrs. Mc, or Miss McNeil, Mrs. McNeil, yep. and then uh, Linda Blair, who plays Reagan both suffered, like, serious spinal injuries yeah. on set. Um, it was just spooky that they both... I mean, they're the principal actors, and they both wound up having, like, very similar injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... You, you can imagine how scared people were on set when, like, the first one happened is bad enough, and then another one happens, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, how are we going to finish this movie? <laughs> like, everybody is breaking their back, literally. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the scariest thing I think about the exorcist onset woes would be the, um, the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo- like the set was burned down basically. Um, and I don't believe there was ever a conclusive reason for why the fire started. Yeah. Um, but this, the fire started and it burned down all of the set except for Reagan's bedroom, totally intact. 
like somehow survived the flames of, uh, that were just engulfing the rest of the set. Super spooky. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, Jetpack. Jetpack. Literally, the <laughs> cast and crew was like so, so petrified about what was going on in set that they, they actually had an exorcist come in, a priest come in and like bless, bless the, the site. Set. The set, yeah. That's... They had him bless the set because they were like, this, this is horrible. Like something really wrong is going on. So, I mean, that's life imitating art, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very spooky though. And uh, the, the fact that the, the bedroom. Which, if you've seen The Exorcist, if you haven't seen The Exorcist, go see it because you're stupid. Yeah, immediately. Like, <laughs> I think it's on Netflix and it's anywhere you can go to go get a movie. I'm sure yeah, they have it's... it in the horror section. So just like see it. It's, it's not just... It's not difficult to find a copy of The Exorcist. Don't be a loser. And it's not um, difficult to be, have the bejesus scared out of you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a damn creepy movie. Terrifying. Very and cool. for those who have seen The Exorcist but maybe have not seen The Exorcist 3, <clears throat> you should see that because it's actually really good. Skip 2. Two's terrible. Never seen any beyond one. You should see the third one. It's based on the uh, William Peter Blatty who wrote The Exorcist, the, the book. He wrote a sequel to the book called Dominion, um, which is kind of loosely tied. It's the same detective character from The Exorcist, kind of a, yeah. a new case, right? And um, The Exorcist 3 is based on that book and directed by William Peter Blatty, the guy who wrote the books. So, wow. kind of neat. Yeah. But check it out. George C. Scott's in it. He's fantastic. Uh, Brad Dourif's in it, so... Yeah, Dourif. Yep. Interesting. Anyway, but that was a side note. Moving on. All right. Well, thank you for the briefing on The Exorcist. Yes. Um, next up, I wanted to talk about... This movie hasn't been... Was ne- never released, never produced. It's called Atuk. It is basically a fish-out-of-water story about, like, uh, basically uh, uh, an Inuit in, in Canada... And, and so John Belushi was apparently one of the first people that the script was given to, and he actually passed away while he was considering the script. So then the next person that got the script was actually uh, Sam Kinison, a popular comedian at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he died while he was contemplating the script. And then it was passed to uh, John Candy. John Candy uh, uh, passed away while while he was considering the script. Pour one out for and Candy. Then apparently oh. the script was put on ice for a while, and then uh, who decided to pick it up but another than uh, Chris Farley? Jesus Christ, insane. That's it's really really weird. Like you know, it, we know from a lot of stories that none of these people were particularly healthy people. They didn't live healthy lifestyles. No, especially. Um... Chris Farley and uh, Belushi, I yeah. think. They, they had some serious issues going on, yeah. I think. But how weird is that? That the script that keeps getting passed around, people just end up... Yeah, I think it's time to destroy all evidence that that script is serious. I think we need to weaponize that script. <laughs> I, can, I got a list of celebrities we could send it out to. <laughs> Jeez. Thin the herd here. You're a terrible person, Nick. Um, oh, man. Uh, the views of the Midwest Film the views of Nick Blauvelt do not reflect the views of the Midwest Film <laughs> podcast. But no, anyway, no, I that's thought really weird. that's eerie. I thought, and that's too bad because those, those, all four of them were really talented guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. They all they all died before uh, you know they went too soon. Their prime. So. John Candy. Oh, I yeah. know. Man, that one will not like what what still warm, stings. That when when that man looks at you on screen, you just feel warm. Yeah, like absolutely. oh, beautiful. absolutely. Uh, All right. It Next. reminds me of <laughs> that comment about what I said. We need to weaponize. It reminds me of the uh, the Monty Python sketch where they have the the world's deadliest joke, 
Oh, yeah. You see that yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. And they weaponize it by translating it into German so that <laughs> yeah, U.S. troops can't understand it. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, man. Um, next up, I think we're going to go with the Omen. Yeah, I get so. all the Satan Satan stuff, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. Well, you're the one who's... Like, anything that I talk about tonight, Poltergeist, I think, is going to be the only horror movie that I actually talk <laughs> right, about. Right. The rest of them are all not horror movies True. because that's kind of your expertise anyway. But... Um, yeah, it's so The Omen. Um, <clears throat> before production began, a couple months before, uh, Gregory Peck, who plays the lead role in the original Omen, um, he his son committed suicide, which obviously... I, I don't necessarily count that as... as as some of the spooky stuff, I mean, it just sounds like a horrible thing that happened. And yeah. I, I mean, I, but I can't even imagine, like, going into a movie that's as dark as this and dealing with some of the stuff that, like, Gregory Peck must have been in a weird spot, you yeah. know? But anyway. Um, okay, first things first, let's get it out of the way. An animal tamer was eaten by a lion on set. Like, <laughs> oh my god, eaten what? Eaten by a lion. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, a lion killed him. So that, that right there does not bode well. Is there a lion in the omen? I, uh, I don't remember a lion in the Apparently. movie. <laughs> I don't remember a lion in the movie. Not, not after that happened. They deleted the scene. <laughs> yeah. Lion, you're not getting billing in this movie. <laughs> I remember there being a wolf attack. I, I mean, it's been years since I've seen it, but there's a wolf attack. I don't know. Anyway, somebody got killed by a lion in the omen. Um, now, okay, so production started, I think it was like really early on in the production. One of the a crew members got in a horrible car accident, but survived. Lucky. Um... The screenwriter's plane was struck by lightning flying on the way to the shoot. Yeah. Um, then, on a separate plane, Gregory Peck's plane, a completely different plane, was also struck by lightning eight hours later <laughs> oh, on the way to the shoot. Um, <clears throat> the crew hired a private plane, okay, to use to go to some places to shoot extra scenes. Yeah. Um, their flight got postponed. Okay. And the plane that they were supposed to be on crashed onto a road, hit a car, and then crashed into another vehicle, killing everybody Jesus. that was involved with it. Okay? So, right, I mean, right there, it's like, how many times, like, lightning struck twice. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Um, and then, probably the, really spooky, and really tragic, but really spooky, um, there was another car accident, um, I believe, after the shooting had commenced, and... I believe it was the, the production designer. Mm -hmm. Him and his girlfriend were in a car accident, or his fiance, And he survived the accident, but she was uh, decapitated in the accident in almost the exact same way that a character in The Omen is decapitated in a car accident. Oh, my like, God. Literally, it was like the scene in The Omen, the, like the way she was killed. So, I mean, really spooky. Like... I mean, this is a probably a three-month shoot. Yeah. Like, and all, I don't know. Just it's probably longer because of everything What happened, happening. right. But probably what was supposed to be a few months. You yeah. Know? Yeah, pretty spooky stuff. So, yeah, that the Omen's a, maybe even scarier than, certainly, than the than the Exorcist in terms yeah. of, yeah. Things that... On-set disasters and... That's horrible. Yeah. All right, Nick. You've got something for us. Yeah, actually, just a quick uh, addendum to Willie's Omen thing. There's a really interesting piece of trivia about the Omen remake. Okay. It says, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, after a really long day of shooting, the production team was met with a camera error that read error 666. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And then later, when they were processing the, uh, the film in the lab, they lost uh, 13,000 feet of footage. Jeez. It was just deemed DOA, and someone thinks it was the devil. Wow. Which it probably wasn't. That's insane. <laughs> um, 
there are some really hilarious ones on here that I've been reading, like doing some reading. And one is uh, apparently Vanessa Hudgens thought there was a ghost in her hotel in Journey 2, the Mysterious Island filming. <laughs> Not likely. But <laughs> the crew said later speculation revealed that it was likely the ghost of former Journey star Brendan Fraser's career. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought, too. Well, that's funny. Uh yeah, uh, so the the one that's not really creepy to me, I just think is interesting, is The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, Because oh, yeah. I remember when, when the movie was going through production, hearing all these news blurbs about how people were like, God does not want this movie to be made. Yeah, because a slew of things were going wrong. Um, but uh, apparently the assistant director was struck by lightning twice mm-hmm. while they were filming it. Two times! Twice. <laughs> Same person. And then Jim Caviezel... Also was struck by lightning. Where did they shoot this um, thing? <laughs> it's even weirder because while they were filming The Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel was 33 years old, which is the age Jesus was when mm. he died. Yeah. And he had a piece of, piece of his own back ripped out during the whipping scene. It actually, like, you know, destroyed part of his back. He dislocated his shoulder while he was carrying the cross. And then he was, like I said, sm- struck by lightning. And they said that he was... The strike was so severe that smoke was actually coming out of his ears. <laughs> That's insane. Immediately following it. Um... The fact that he survived is yeah. actually... Yeah. And they impressive. said he also had hypothermia, a lung infection, and severe pneumonia. And he got headaches and skin infections because of the makeup sessions and all that. So this guy was going through some, some crap while he was just... Maybe trying. not quite what, what Jesus went <laughs> no. through. But Jesus light, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. today's version of what Jesus went through for an actor. Yeah. Pretty rough. Pretty, pretty wild, yeah. yeah. And I, I just think that I remember hearing... Oh, he was filming uh, a scene up on... Uh, Hill and he got struck by that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, why did they Jeez, keep filming? Poor guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that one's always been like really. It's hard not for anybody to be like, "Okay, something's going." On. <laughs> yeah. Guys, <laughs> who's directing this? Terry Gilliam. Like, things have gone wrong. Uh, I'm sure somebody would speculate that they were aiming for Mel. Whoever was throwing lightning down was trying to hit him. I'm just kind of missing. Yeah. It was Zeus. I got Caviezel again. It was, it was <laughs> Zeus was missing. All right. Um, so one of the, the next one is kind of one of my favorites just because how... I mean, it's horrible. It's really bad. Most of these are bad. They're all really bad. But this one, this one... Oh, my God. Okay. So, first of all, you're making a movie about Genghis Khan. Who, who's your lead actor in, like, the, 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 uh, in the 50s? Well, I mean, you gotta go with, uh, uh, I don't know, actually. To play Genghis Khan? Yeah. It's apparently John Wayne. Oh, you gotta go with John, yeah. John Wayne. Yeah. If Mickey, Mickey Rooney's not available. Then go with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the already stated uh, yellow face actor. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. Or Marlon so, Brando. <clears throat> so the beginning of this is that they decided to make a movie called The Conqueror which starred John Wayne as Genghis Khan, which is already a terrible idea. But uh, they decided that uh, they were going to... Uh, well, okay. At one point during filming, apparently a flash flood almost killed the entire crew. The whole crew almost died because of a flash flood. It's insanity. All right. And then on top of that, actress Susan Hayward survived an attack by a Black Panther. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Worst of is all... a Black Panther... In the movie? I, I, that I'm not Are these about. large cats of prey just showing up on set? <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that one. But, alright, here's, here's the worst of it all. So, so it, this is the 50s. 
movies are just being made, or not just being made, but but it's the early days of actual feature film. Sure, like, yeah. yeah. Going Things to, are really starting to kick into high gear here. Yeah. So, um, safety, safety protocols aren't really in place <clears throat> at this point. Not a lot. No. I mean, you know, apparently not until the Omen happened, uh, lions could eat people on movies still. No, I don't. <laughs> not that any regulation would help that, but... A lion um, wants to eat it's going to eat you. So, so they filmed in uh, 13 weeks of, uh, in, in Snow Canyon in the desert. Uh, for those of you that don't know about Snow Canyon, these are uh, downwind from the Yucca Flats where the U.S. Army tested 11 atomic bombs. Whoop, whoop. Downwind from an atomic bomb site. Perfect. So um, they decided to film, they, they filmed the rest of the movie in Hollywood, you know, so okay, got in the good, they got, they got away from the desert. But uh, director Howard Hughes uh, decided to uh, uh, ship a bunch of the dirt from this radiated site back so he could uh, keep it looking like the set. He could recreate yeah. Yeah, the yeah. majesty yeah. of yeah. Uh, uh, radiation and all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so over the next few years, 91 of the 220 crew members developed cancer. 46 of them died, including John Wayne, Susan Hayward, and the director. And finally, one of the film's other stars committed suicide when he found out that the cancer was terminal. Seriously? I, I know. You're going to film downwind of a nuclear test site? It's insane. That's so stupid. That's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Like, I can't... Why would you ever think it would be okay to film there? I wonder if they realized. I, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if they didn't realize that... Apparently not. I mean, otherwise they would hopefully get out of there. Yeah, you would think. They must have just been like, well, clearly there's no issue. Which may have been in, in the really ignorant years when people thought smoking was still good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Science was not as, uh, <laughs> not as good as it is Fair now. Fair enough. They were testing the bombs. bombs. These bombs were like maybe 10 years old at this point, so we didn't know that much about their effects. But I'm sure some producers sold it on the idea that it sounded cool. Like, <laughs> We're right there in the heart of American ingenuity that we use to crush other countries. <laughs> to make a movie that'll crush it at the box office. High five. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Oh, man. All right, Willie. You got anything else? Yeah, I mean, this one... This one is less... This is just insane that this happened. Yeah. Um, and, and really, in the grand scheme of things, not that long ago. Um, Twilight's on the movie. Yep. Which was multiple segments directed by... Multiple this is an anthology film. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, and uh, there was a segment directed by John Landis, and uh, starring Vic Morrow of Combat Fame, TV's Combat. That Combat. Um, and uh, father of Jennifer Jason Lee, actress Jennifer Jason Lee. There you go. Um, anyway, uh, the scene that they were filming on this fateful night required Vic Morrow to carry two young children and basically run through. It took place. Um, during wartime overseas and he was going to carry these children and run through the water of this river and there's a helicopter flying above and there were explosions going off in the background. I think this was supposed to be in like Vietnam. I think it was in Vietnam, yeah. And there were explosions going off in the background and gunfire and just madness, just chaos. Yeah. And it's bad enough just throwing it out there that at this point there were plenty of child labor laws in effect Yeah. in terms of... Um, the hours they could work, and um, the conditions they could work under. Well, these kids were hired illegally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like a back alley kind of deal to get these kids in here. And yeah. I mean, even their parents were told, like, um, 
you know, if any fire marshals come around, you know, don't answer any questions, you know, <laughs> you're just here visiting. Anyway, so basically in a nutshell what happened was the, the scene was being shot and the pyrotechnics um, that were being shot were too close to the helicopter was flying too low because mm-hmm. Landis kept yelling for the helicopter to fly lower. Yep. So, allegedly. Yeah. And the pyrotechnics hit the rotor, the, the tail, the rotor or whatever, yep. of the helicopter. It spun out of control and killed the two kids and Vic Morrow. Decapitated them. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, it literally, I mean, indeed, yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Something bad happened. Yeah, yes. They, they did not walk away. Um, and there were, I mean, this, I mean, just, for those of you who, you know, are curious about this, I don't, I think you probably shouldn't ever watch the video of it because it's out there. Yeah, Don't do it. Out there. It's not worth it. It's pretty rough. No. Um, that being said, there are some really fascinating articles on the history of the of, of the accident and the following um, legal battle. Yeah. With John Landis and, and and the crew and the helicopter pilot and just all these people pointing the blame at other people. Very, very, very fascinating stuff. There's an article on crimelibrary.com that really gets into the details of like every bit of what happened with this trial. It's something. It's a fascinating read. You should check it out for sure. And um, so, okay, so do what happened with the movie? Basically, what had to happen at that point was um, they changed the ending of okay. that segment, and they they changed it. It ends kind of abruptly. Okay. They, they, he's never the character's never introduced to the children. That scene of him running with the children doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, they end it with a scene that was originally supposed to have a different resolution. Doesn't okay. have a resolution essentially. They end it kind of where the characters kind of like, oh, who, what's going to happen to him? You know, hmm. instead of him kind of making it out with these kids or whatever. Um, so they they had to really do some heavy editing, and I think the segment's much shorter than it was intended to be because yeah. of it. Um, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. It just, it's it's bonkers, and there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff about John Landis going to uh, Vic Morrow's funeral and, and and clearly being strung out, and whether it was because he was grieving for what happened, or I know I know at the time he had a bit of a drinking problem. Yeah. I think was part of it. Anyway, but I mean, going and basically like plugging the movie and uh, just really weird stuff. Really, really weird stuff. And I know, to my knowledge, uh, Landis hasn't really ever... I think he's maybe had one interview where he's, he's been asked about it. I think most people kind of avoid that question. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, it's... I mean, there ha- he has to feel... I mean, you'd hope he'd feel somewhat remorseful for the situation. Because the kid should never have been there. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's... it's I guess I guess you could call it spooky because it's Twilight's on the movie and uh, maybe, you know, but... Really, it's just sad. I mean, it's yeah, but it's it's, it's it's really is fascinating, and it, and it changed. It really com- like changed a lot of safety laws for sets, in ter- yeah. especially in terms of helicopters. Because, I mean, apparently, helicopters are like one of the most dangerous things to shoot. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, so they, for for years, if you notice, in the nineties, um, they would use a lot of CG helicopters. Yeah. Um, but I think that they've I think that they've kind of gone back to being you know just. Being much safer about it at this yeah, point. How many people are trained to do what they're going to do, and they know their limits. Keeping a very, very well. And, and the thing is, it was a set. Yeah. I mean, the guy was flying it in a set on a set, like a close. I don't think it. There was. I think there was a, like a like ceiling, a sound, like a soundstage, yeah. of some kind. Like, think about it. God. Like you. I mean, you, if you read the article, you'll see like there are plenty of people that at least allegedly say they went to 
they approached either Landis or producers and said, yeah, this is not safe. Like, this is clearly a bad, this is a horrible combination of things that you've got going on at one time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, just very interesting stuff. Very fascinating. But spooky, yeah. All right. Yep. Nick, nice up. I, I have uh, a little bit of trivia. Is that, is that your uh, your John Wayne as uh, Genghis Khan? I, <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Maybe more like, hi. <laughs> Hi there. Kanichiwa. Um, <laughs> we know Genghis Khan is Japanese, by the way. I'm Genghis Khan. <laughs> as far as John Wayne's concerned, he is. <laughs> Alright. Um, Onward and upward. <clears throat> or downward and... <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Rebel Without a Cause. Okay. This is one I totally forgot about until a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so obviously all three of... Well, no, I don't know about obviously, but... Um, all three of the stars, the principals of Rebel Without a Cause, died in tragic circumstances. James Dean died in a car crash the weekend the film premiered. Mm-hmm. A little spooky. Natalie Wood drowned in somewhat mysterious circumstances. Unknown. Uh, yeah. Yes, exactly what shook down there. <clears throat> Some speculated she was murdered. Christopher Walken was on the boat, I believe. Was. Yeah. And, That's uh, right, yeah. So was uh, her husband at the time. What's his name? Robert. I forgot his name. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, star of Heart to Heart. Art Blight? No. He murdered somebody, right? <laughs> he did. Yeah. He was in the movie. He, or was he accused. Play, I'm sorry. He played a murderer in, uh, in Cold Blood. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then Salmoneo was, uh, was killed uh, a couple years afterwards, or sometime after. I think he was he was murdered. I think for for being gay. I think it was like a hate crime. Mm. But um, Robert so, Wagner. But Robert Wagner. Yes. Wagner, who yeah. was hilarious in Austin Powers. So yeah, fantastic. Him and Rob Lowe make a wonderful. Yes, combo. they're both wonderful number twos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a kind of sketchy. And then the part I thought was interesting was somebody bought. Uh, I guess a car enthusiast bought the motor, the original motor from James Dean's car, and yeah. then his first spin with it uh, crashed and died. Jeez. So. It's like a ghost car, kind of creepy. Why would you tempt the fates like that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, who would think though? I mean, I get, I. I, I suppose, I suppose you need two data points. So if anybody buys it now and then does it, yeah, that is probably <laughs> not. Then we got, then that engine needs to be burned. Okay, know? yeah, right. fair kill point. it with fire. <laughs> At this Bring a priest in there, kill it with fire. Lower it into the magma, <laughs> into the forge. Gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Spoilers, no. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> they don't. Oh, uh, rent Terminator 2 along with well, yeah, you Because you got to get educated. Yeah, so. you should watch that movie too. So, okay. That's about it for Rebel Without a Cause. All right. Uh, one of my also favorites and, and something that will cause me to probably... There, there were a lot, just like I never thought I was going to watch Poltergeist. I never, ever, ever want to watch uh, Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> never. It's quite a delightful little film, actually. I'm sure it is, but there's a scene where you can see a figure of some kind behind some uh, some drapes in the background. Yeah. And uh, watching. The yes, the the rumor was, and and you know it looks. Go okay. Search for three men and a baby on Google. <laughs> okay, there we go. And uh, <laughs> look look for some look for some of the shots of this phenomenon because it's it's absolutely terrifying to me still. We looked at it today before we started recording, and I it, it creeped me out again. I remember I remember the first moment that I heard about this. I was in computer class in middle school, and I looked up the myth that apparently. 
there was a young boy who died in the the uh, uh, penthouse or or whatever the house that they yeah, used to film yeah. it in, and uh, that this was somehow the ghost of the boy caught on film uh, behind these uh, these yeah. drapes. And I looked this up when I was in middle school in the middle of the day, like I said, just on Snopes.com, and I was flat out terrified. Like, I'm pretty sure I talked to my parents about it at dinner for, like, the next three nights. Probably not. But at least that night, I was like, uh, did you guys know about this? And they were like, no. And I was like, did you, do you see this? And they are like, yeah. I'd be like, this is horrifying. And they'd be like, no. And then, <laughs> but it's still really, really, really creepy. Like, if you look at the shot. It's spooky. Yeah, it is. Even if you know what's really going on. So, the actual thing, apparently it is a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Which, why did they just have that sitting around? Like, I don't know. Is don't he know. an actor in the movie or something like I that? I don't Not that I remember. I it may have just been a joke. Yeah. Kind yeah. like Nathan Fillion sneaking the, the little carbonite Han around. Yeah. You know what he does? Yeah. Sometimes they do that stuff. But yeah, maybe they have just... fun sometimes making movies. Yeah. Sometimes, when they're not dying and being eaten yeah, by lions. Yeah, right. Getting struck by lightning. Chased by Black Panthers. <laughs> but, no, it's... supposed to fall out. It, seriously, if you, if you look up uh, Three Men and a Baby, um, Ghost. You probably don't need to add Ghost. It's probably the first That's weird, because I, I, I think I first heard about that in the computer lab when I was in, like, freshman year of high school. Look at that! Look at that! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alex, no. is, Alex is actually. Why am I looking at this the first night that I'm gonna stay in my hot God? That's like the that's like Stupid. the stairs scene for me in The Exorcist. Like I can't look at the I stairs. can't even really look at a still of that moment because the first time I saw The Exorcist, I was way too young. Yeah, me too. This is a lot like my Caddyshack story. It was one of those movies my dad was like, "Don't tell your mom." Um, <laughs> I saw it by myself. The extra, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I th- I I think it's hilarious hearing like these stories from people when they, like, the first time they saw a movie that really affected them. Mm-hmm. It was like, I mean, the first time I saw The Exorcist, I was, there are two moments, I mean, the whole movie is largely very creepy, it's got a lot of moodiness to it, yeah. and there's a lot of, like, very in-your-face, like, it's just exorcism stuff in general. Even well really before creepy. it gets, well before the scares happen. There are two parts in that movie that yeah. will make my heart stop still, and it's that first one-frame shot of the face. Yep. Oh my god, no. Like that? Yep. <laughs> if I right, see a picture right now, now I Google have Google image searches, like for some reason if it pops up, I'm like, <gasps> it's so much worse in motion though because the eyes widen just the slightest yeah, I know. Bit. Like it's, it's excited. It's oh, horrible. Bargain style. Yeah. <laughs> that is so scary. I got goosebumps just. But dude, so do I. It's so scary. But then the stairs scene, it's about the audio because you hear it and you're like, what is that? And then just that. It's so <laughs> oh, you're, I know what you're talking about. I think about the outside stairs, the famous steps. No, 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 no. Okay. No, that's awesome looking. I tried to when find When he first those. rolls up in the cab. I tried that's to find one of the those most iconic. I, I think that's one of the most iconic movie posters ever, is that shot yeah. with that hard light and the lamppost. And the, He's ooh, got the briefcase. Ooh. Yeah, so good. Yeah. But yeah, that, those two moments in that movie. Still, oh, yeah. And it reminds me of when my mom... The stairs were in the original. My one, mom talked. They weren't, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was later. That was added in like 97. Yeah. Um, my mom talks about seeing Jaws in the theater and how they were so scared by that movie that we're getting way off topic. No, it's no, okay. Hey, hey, I was actually going to say we should talk about movies that scared the hell out of us. Well, they, she said that she would like, she was scared to like, she would like sleep on the floor or something because she thought if she was in her bed, like there would be sharks like circling, circling the bed. bed. Yeah. Wow. And like that kind of stuff. My, my, my papa took my mom to go see Jaws because she begged him to go see Jaws and, um, they got to the theater and everybody was like screaming and freaking out and stuff and he was laughing hysterically. Like anytime somebody got eaten, he's like, ah! 
Like you thought it was great. He's like rooting for the shark. It was fantastic. <laughs> I just and, and if you know if if you knew my grandfather, you would totally get it. And it's mm-hmm. it, it's so much funnier if you knew him because it's just him. Like he would root for the shark. Like if he watches pro, if he watched pro wrestling, he would root for the heel every time. Every time. Like, yeah. So. Um, my I remember my dad's review on Jaws. He he thought it was just amazing in the theater. He was like he thought it was creepy, but he like loved it. Yeah. And he loved the reaction of people, and he loved just the dude and dude and how people would just tense up and like cover their faces and knew it was coming. Is uh, like, yeah. man. To go back in time and be in those theaters and experience those moments would be amazing. Do you have do you have anything that you saw as a kid, like a movie you saw as a kid, Alex, that like like The Exorcist, like if you if you think about a scene from it or like an image from it, it still like Three gives you that, that it's I'm, it, not, I'm not even kidding you. If that's it, if that's there's the there's two. One of them is three men and a baby. Okay. And it's not it's got nothing to do with the movies themselves. Like the movies well, they're not scary it's at not all. It's not that scary because it's three men. <laughs> the other one is the friggin' hanging munchkin in, in Wizard of Oz, which is long since disproven and probably completely untrue. Right. So is the three men and a baby. No, it's not. Look at that shit. Look at it on Google again. And don't show me because it's terrifying. That's not fair. What if I could show That's you totally the cardboard cutout and you could see it's the nope. exact same? No. No. Nope. No. We could wa- I bet I bet we could watch that crap on Blu-ray and the transfer's probably just as bad and it looks even worse because it's not you can't even see it very well. <laughs> I have a really good one actually akin to that. Well, I, I'll, I'll the the hanging munchkin for those that don't know. I don't know how you wouldn't know, but basically the the first scene where Dorothy's walking through the woods and she's about to meet the tin man. Uh, there, no, there, it's no it's after that. It's when they when the the witches the wicked witches on top of the house and the house starts burning the cabin, and then they all sing ah, da, 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 and they walk they start going down the Olympic road down through the wooden path. It's right after the witch burns down the house because then you can see a swinging in the background. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I think Alex is right, but I would think you would know because it's your dad's favorite. I'm pretty movie. sure about this. Like, I, whatever, it's it my matter. dad's favorite movie too. It's, it's a scene where they're it's a scene where they're in the woods and they're going down the Albert. Yeah, Street, it's yeah. some scene where they're in the woods and apparently there. Are I will of, set the record straight. Apparently there were a bunch of cranes on set, and the cra- cranes is in bird cranes. Yes, not not. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't just have a bunch of like construction cranes hanging out in the background, but um, Willie is correct. Willie is correct. Okay. Right. I thought it was also prior. Well, I'm wrong. But the, there's this huge backstory made up. And you, like, you can read about it on Snopes, and there's all kind of variations. There's, there's, and yeah, like the, the most popular one was that one of the, one of the uh, little people on set was not cast as the Munchkin King or Munchkin Mayor yeah. and was very upset about it and like hung himself because of it. Yeah. And then there's other ones where like he fell in love with another munchkin and like she like left him for somebody else. It, it's insane. Like There's just so many... like. All kinds yeah. of weird stuff like that. And one other weird thing about that movie is that the man that Dorothy runs into sitting on the bench in the beginning, the jacket that he's wearing, they found out was actually owned by L. Frank Baum, the That's author very cool. of the book. And oh. they just randomly picked it up in like a Goodwill store. Or That's crazy. Like that for, for as a Pretty costume. Cool. But anyway, Nick, you were saying you've got something, one of your, all, all the stuff I was afraid of as a kid was completely irrational. I remember being terrified of the Blue Man Group, and I love the Blue Man Group. <laughs> I, I, was, I was probably like three or four when they first appeared on The Tonight Show, and I was up too late or whatever, and I probably came down to see my dad, and my dad was watching, and I just got utterly terrified of the Blue Man Group. That's I mean, fantastic. most most stuff that scares kids is pretty irrational anyway. Yeah, but it's the, it's the Blue Man Group. Let's be honest, most stuff that scares adults is pretty irrational. <laughs> yeah. I, I still won't put my foot, like, like when I'm taking a shower, mm. I won't 
like my foot has to be a specific like distance from the shower drain. Like I, I can't like if my foot touches the drain, I it's like instant panic attack because of <laughs> fucking it. Because that dude comes through the shower yeah. drain, I'm like oh, no, like it's still like I, I'm I'm 28 years old. I have another one you guys love, but yeah. Nick, please. Well, I have uh, I have one more on topic movie thing, and okay. then I have one story that's similar to your uh, okay. to yours. That's pretty funny. I've got I've got I've got one other on topic movie thing, but we're good. We're okay. good. Well, we'll have I'll, a, we'll I'll have do my on topic yep. movie thing. Pause for burp. Never mind, it went away. Um, <laughs> so my on-topic movie thing I used to be obsessed with and thought was really cool is uh, Nosferatu mm-hmm. and the production surrounding and the, the mystery surrounding Max Shrek. Now I think this, this has been since well-rebuked and disproven, but I think the internet has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Because uh, Nosferatu had a lot of creepiness surrounding it mm-hmm. and like they shot on all these weird creepy real locations in eastern europe and the lead actor max Schreck, uh to american audiences and anybody outside of germany was plucked out of obscurity because he never made another movie again or another horror movie again and i don't think he did many big movies he didn't really like wasn't in anything noteworthy mm-hmm. uh the, the name or the word Schreck in german means like terror or shock and so that was part of the mythos that his mm-hmm. name was essentially max terror or max fear um, Maximum. Fear. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> some like Seagal character. <laughs> yeah, really. Frank the Hammer's Max Severe <laughs> Terror Pain. Um, and he, you know, the rumors started going around that he was only on set in makeup, and he used to like he was he was apparently in real life kind of a solitary person, and yeah. would spend a lot of time just roaming the woods. Yeah. And like, so I think this rumor kind of started up in deer that he. <laughs> With his hands. And uh, then he would just show up on set in full makeup, ready to shoot, and then he would leave and no one would see him again for the rest of the day and he wouldn't socialize with the cast and crew and so they all were like, oh, he, he is he actually a vampire? Because he was so convincing. Yeah. And, and today uh, he'd just be called a method actor. He was so yeah. creepy. Yeah, he's an OG uh, method actor. Yeah. And um, he... So, th- and the movie was... Uh, all prints of the movie were destroyed except for one because... Uh, the estate of Bram Stoker like sued and said it was too similar to Dracula and mm-hmm. it had to be destroyed and back then they were like okay so they like destroyed the movie except for I think it said there was one copy that remained and uh, then it got you know re- reprinted because yeah. of that and etc and now it's, it's widely available but at the time I think people were like oh there's one copy that was destroyed because he actually was a vampire <laughs> and that kind of thing and this is the kind of rumor that I think would make its way over to America and people would be interested in it and be like, who was this guy? Oh, we never heard from him again. He must have actually been a vampire. That probably lended to the the uh, the popularity of the movie. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And now people know that he was just a, an accomplished theater actor in Germany. So like German theater enthusiasts knew who he was, but like outside of that circle, no one did. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of cool. But I, when I was younger and I first like heard about it, I thought that was really awesome. And I used to like, and then Shadow of the Vampire came out, and probably all the knuckleheads up. On Netflix. Like, it persisted the, yeah, I just added it to my queue last night. Um, it probably persisted that thought in some people's minds. They were probably like, oh god, he actually was a vampire. It's a good thing they used mirrorless cameras back then. Maybe, uh, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't see him. So, yeah, I just always think that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. All right, my, my final uh, relevant topic would be um, <clears throat> the, the story of Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee. So basically, there's a lot of backstory on this one. favorite and fun. My favorite one is... I didn't uh, say, did I say it was my favorite one? 
I don't know. You let us know. Um, no, you said final. You did say final, but I was I meant to say that like twelve minutes ago when you said, "Oh, my favorite one is," um, and I was like, mm. um, "So basically, all right." When when apparently Brandon Lee's parents, or excuse me, Bruce Lee's parents, uh, they lost their first child, and in Chinese tradition, uh, their first their first boy. In Chinese tradition, uh, when when you lose uh, a child, you you essentially kind of call the next child, if there is a next child, by a, a, a name of the opposite gender to try and confuse the demons and, and make sure that they don't take the next one. And um, so in uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, they basically kind of... Which is an awesome movie. Yeah. It's pretty sure it's, it's on Netflix, too. It's pretty... Uh, it's loosely based on, on Bruce Lee and his story and things like that, but they... They... Uh, <clears throat> they this movie was filmed while Brandon Lee was still alive, but I believe it was after Bruce Lee had passed away. Yes. Yeah. And and that's kind of why it was like a big deal. And like, oh, we can make this movie. It'll be kind of autobiographical and blah, blah, blah. Well, they, they go ahead and suppose in the movie that maybe the, the, the demon is skipping over Bruce Lee and heads for Brandon Lee. And uh, what actually ends up happening is that Brandon Lee goes to film The Crow in 92 or 91, whenever that... Yeah, I think around it was that time. The Crow. And um, I just watched. It I know, I know ago, it came out weird. in like '93, but like whenever it was it came actually '94. And... Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, actor, the, there's basically a scene involving a gun, and actor Michael Massey was supposed to point and shoot the gun at the crow, uh, played by Brandon Lee. Yeah. The 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 prop. There was a lot of confusion as to the the um the gun because they were using live rounds, but without. Without the actual slug. Like yeah, that. and then some, somehow somebody dry-fired it beforehand yep. and a casing got lodged. And then when it was fired, that dislodged. And basically it's the same as shooting a bullet. At yeah, it's, it's another very high-speed projectile right. that fired at somebody. Right. So Brandon Lee passed away. Uh, uh, and, and you, know, the, you know, you can read up on what happened to the movie then and, and all that kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and Michael Massey as well. Whenever I see Michael Massey, I'm like, wow, how, how would you feel if you were... If that happened, he's such an awesome actor. He too. took a year. Yeah. He took a year. He quit acting for about a year. Yeah, I don't kind of. I don't blame him. Kind of deal with it. I yeah. think. And so. he's only talked about it once or twice. He. Yeah. You know, and I don't. I don't. Blame it's probably him. another John Landis kind of thing. People, why would you want to ask him? Yeah, why would you want to put him through that? I mean, again? I mean, obviously, totally unintentional. But the man killed another guy. I yeah. mean, and, and yeah, 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 pretty rough. So, um, yeah. But that's it for kind of relevant ones. Like I said, if, if anybody wants to write in, let us know some really cool ones. We can bring them up in, in the next couple episodes. But uh, Nick, do you, do you want to go through your, your uh, irrational fear um, sure. akin to mine? Well, it's not, it's not even my fear, it's okay. just, but it's, it's relevant to the podcast. So uh, occasional contributor and noteworthy friend of the podcast, Gojo. Mm -hmm. uh, has is one of my oldest friends. Star of stage and screen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Many productions, uh, including The Wizard of Oz, which I think you mentioned in a similar... Where he played the hanging munchkin. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easter egg. Suicide <laughs> munchkin. He was credited as... Suicide Easter. munchkin. That's a band name. That's a really good... Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the movie The Ring... The Gore Verbinski ring. Mm. Um, I very think creepy. you may have told this on the podcast before. Really? But you should continue. Really? Well, for, you know, I don't know if everybody's eaten through all the episodes, the previous 98 yeah. episodes on, on iTunes. So, if you haven't, uh, 
stay tuned because I'm going to tell the story right now. <laughs> right after this so, break. Yes. <laughs> Hold for vouch? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so the ring, I saw the ring in the theaters with a bunch of friends and I was like, wow, that was really creepy. Obviously the part that everybody remembered, uh, partially just for the special effect, but also the creep factor was her coming out of the TV. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Gojo saw it with another group of our friends uh, separately and I remember him like calling me or something and he was like, dude, did you see the ring? I was like, yeah. He goes, that was the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like that movie for some reason really got to him. Like yeah. top to bottom, the whole movie. And it's a really creepy movie, but mm-hmm. something about that idea. And so the movie, obviously, uh, if you don't know, the real TLDR, people watch videotape that's cursed, uh, get phone call that says seven days, and then seven days later they die. Yep. Yeah. And this is essentially the, the gist of the movie. Uh, and it's a pretty cool movie. I recommend it. Skip the sequel by all means. Oh, yeah. Just poke <laughs> yourself in the eye with your thumb for an hour and <laughs> 20 minutes, and it's a better use of your time. But uh, so... The DVD comes out of The Ring, and Gojo has to buy it because he's so scared of it, he has to own it. He's, like, obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. But I think to this day, it sits on its own bookcase away from the other DVDs. <laughs> like, he won't let it near the other ones. Uh, so, and he's, this is a guy who's bought maybe eight DVDs in his whole life. And this one of them is The Ring. And, uh, Do you know, has he watched it ever since? Well, yeah. Let's listen to oh, the Okay, story. okay. So, <laughs> we bring... Willie doesn't remember the story. Somebody so. brings it over to my house. Uh, I might not have been on the episode. Way back then. True. And um, we're all watching it. There's a group of probably like six or seven of us over at my house. We're all watching it. And Gojo's like, oh my God, oh my God. It's so, so, so scary. And we're, we're in the middle of watching the movie. And during the scene when the phone rings... Now, I thought there was some significance to the time 10 p.m. in the movies, but I don't think there actually is. But mm-hmm. maybe I made that detail up. But yeah. during a scene in the movie when the phone rings, the phone rang at my house. And something about somebody pointed to the clock and it was like exactly 10 p.m. or something. I don't remember if that was part of the story. But Alex like freaked out because the phone was ringing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap. And then my mom came downstairs... And she was like, hey, guys, I don't mean to interrupt. She goes, uh, Alex, the phone's for you. <laughs> Alex is Gojo's real name. The look on his face. I mean, he went white as a sheet. And he was like, what? And yeah. she's like, it's for you. And he's like, no, no way. And we were all like, holy crap. And he like looked at us like, are you guys playing a prank? And we were like... You're all looking at him like he's dead man walking. Yeah, and we were, we were always I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I don't know. And so he like really... He probably thought one of you was just screwing with him. Yeah, well, he kind of looked at it, and I, I, I mean, this, this was like 13 yeah, was, years ago. Yeah, so I, I don't think, I, I'm pretty sure we were all like, dude, we're all sitting right here, like, we yeah. don't know. And and so then he takes the phone, and it was his mom <laughs> calling to see uh, what time he would be home or something. But I remember he answers the phone, he's like, hello, and he's like, Jesus, mom, what the hell? <laughs> it was, but I mean, that look on his face was so, it was sheer terror. Like, he thought in that moment the movie had come true, and it was going to He was going him. to that. Because he watched the movie, yeah. So if he listens to this episode, I'm sure we'll hear about it, because... Uh, it was pretty hysterical. I have heard that story, but I forgot the I forgot like the punch the, the yeah. end point to it at first. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. All it right, was, it's a true story. It's pretty hilarious. My other irrational fear of something on screen <clears throat> uh, would be uh, the Drew Carey show. <laughs> what? So there is. Uh, I think it was, it might have been like the one live episode that they did of the Drew Carey show. There was an episode of the Drew Carey show. I think it might have been a Halloween episode or something like that. But um, basically it shows Drew as a kid getting a haircut from his barber or something. And then when the barber has to go to the bathroom or whatever, and it takes him a little while to get back. So Drew goes and ends up checking on him or something like that. 
and the barber's like bed in the bathroom for some reason. And I think he was in, he like ended up falling into the bathtub or something like this. This might be completely wrong. I might be com- like I might have just smashed things together in my brain. <laughs> but I to this day sometimes if the curtain is closed in a bathroom in, in in the like around the tub, I have to go and check it just to be sure. Oh, absolutely. That there's not a dead yeah. body there. I think that's I think showers are pretty universal now because yeah. they're I mean largely due to psycho yeah but i mean it's one of those places in tons of horror movies where killers hide killer hides behind the and so some there are times where i'll see a creepy movie when i come home because i live by myself and i'll i will come home and i'm always kind of like around the corner of my bedroom or like i I have the the huge ass like 6d cell battery mag light (laughs) on hand in my apartment just in case yeah, and uh, there are times when movies. my yeah because yeah, you can see too and, uh, the uh, so if they cut the power boom uh, so I'm, I'm my shower curtain I always kind of by design keep it like halfway open oh, yeah. because that was always one of those spots where I'd kind of come home and I was if something was creepy or like I'd be like sure. eh, just, mm-hmm. eh, I'm check the shower yeah I, but honestly the reason that I that that I have to check is I swear to God it's the Drew Carey show that's really funny I swear. I'll I remember the uh, there was an episode. My dad was was a bit of a casual slash semi serious X Files fan, mm. and there was one episode that that was one of those things that was a little. He sometimes he was kind of like eh, this show might be a little creepy for you guys. Yeah, there were episodes thing. that were pretty. Dark. There were some that were pretty dark. Yeah, but I've always had kind of a fear of of water and like large aquatic. Willie Willie knows all about this. Um, <laughs> he and I share the fear of of the deep and uh, <laughs> and the creatures associated with it. Like remember when we were playing Resident Evil Four? I think I refused to play the level where there's the the, the water giant thing. yeah salad. I was like, thing. no, I'm gonna pass the controller to you. Um, I can't even in video games where there's sharks involved. Like it, it my hair on my neck raises. No, I, I get there was I, a I scene totally in the X Files where there is an opening scene where there's it's the poor sap of the week who gets killed. Oh yeah, um, just to kick off the episode. Yeah, he's swimming in the pool by himself, and there's like an it's like an Alligator Man episode, and I remember sitting at my dad's apartment as a kid. And watching that scene and just being like, nope. And like trying to go to sleep and I couldn't stop thinking about that opening scene because something kills the guy in the pool. I don't so know how the episode ends to date. Like I'm is pretty it the sure Luke Man episode? I don't know because I haven't watched it. I wonder if that's the Well, one. Rick and I were, were also a friend of the show. Rick uh, and I were marathoning X-Files for a while. And I'm pretty sure I got to that episode and I was like, skip. <laughs> skip it. I think I watched that scene to try to like face my fear. Read the Wikipedia entry. Like 20 years later. And I saw that scene and I was like, ugh. Yeah. Nope. That's 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 spooky. I I I'm trying to. There's there's two things that two nightmares I had as a kid directly related to movies that that I, I don't mean I don't have many more, but for years and years and years, one of them was Post Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie by myself. I was like eight years old. That is oh, insane. Yeah, it was terrifying. I snuck out <laughs> into the living room because my parents had a VHS copy of it. I knew where it was hidden, and I put that bad boy in and like. Turned the volume way down and sat really close to the TV so I could... Oh my god. Yeah, that was horrifying. Anyway, so I had a recurring nightmare that I'd walk into my bedroom to go to bed at night and she'd be like strapped to my bed. Holy shit. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that is really creepy. Yeah. The other one was I used to have one of those... Um, I was just <coughs> telling my roommate about this today. I used to have one of those um, hammock looking things for stuffed animals that hangs in the corner of your room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, You guys remember what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I used to have a recurring nightmare that... Chucky was just going to like climb out of the, the stuffed animal pile. Hey, ugh, yeah. That always freaked me out. I got over the Chucky thing. Exorcist still, like, Exorcist still kind of freaks me out. I've never thought about that with the, with the bed with Exorcist. But no, literally, sometimes... I, I, had a, I had that dream where I'd walk in the room and all the lights were off and I'd go to flick the switch and I couldn't flick it on. And then like some weird random light would illuminate and she'd be like, ah, 
Ah, on the bunk's creepy. Ah, no, can't do it. Well, sometimes when I used to hear the sound of somebody quickly coming down carpeted stairs, yeah, it would remind me of that of the like, stairs no. scene, and I'd be like, nope, no, die about the. Window. I know when a dog comes down the stairs at my house, I think Jet of that pack. once in a while too. Yeah. I, I did a little bit of research. Uh, Just now. Yeah, on the Drew Carey show, they used to do, their April Fool's Day episodes would be, um, they, they called them What's Wrong With This Episode. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's they, would right. Do, they would have gags in the background and th- where like weird things would happen. Strange, yeah. And I think for some reason, like the, 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 cause it's, it's, the episode is about, like it starts off with their barber dying mm-hmm. in, in, you know, what is modern day for that show. Yeah. But I think the way that it was portrayed and the idea of the what's wrong with this episode, I remember that all kind of playing a factor into why I was weirded out about it. Mm-hmm. But if you could find a copy of the Drew Carey show anywhere, I could probably watch it again and be like, okay. I'm over is, it now. Or, well, or, or oh my like, God. this is why, this is why I felt weird about it, but yeah. uh, you can't, the Drew Carey show is not available on like anything, so. Yeah. I, have, I, I do have really quickly one irrational one that applies to myself. All right. The movie Twister. <laughs> I love the movie Twister. No, like, it's awesome. a huge guilty pleasure. But I saw it when it came out on DVD, I think, and I was 10. Yeah. And the opening scene of that movie mm-hmm. is so horrifying that it gave me like a pretty serious fear of tornadoes for yeah. probably like 15 years. I didn't really start being okay with the thought of tornadoes until maybe like three or four years ago. Yeah. And even then, if one actually was like in this area, I would probably like become an inconsolable mess but like even <laughs> thunderstorms for a long time would really freak me out because i always thought there was going to be a tornado but have you seen twister yeah well a long time a long ago. time would you yeah. remember the opening scene not really oh my god it's horrifying yeah it's it's, it's horrifying and there's a lot of really creepy there, there's i mean the 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 storms in that movie are really well done like yeah. the visual effects are cool the sound design is amazing Absolutely. so I, that's I part of what's that. so creepy about it is the sound and i do remember when i was a kid and i was probably like I wasn't as young. I was probably like 14 or 15, but one did touch down uh, not too far from where I lived, just mm-hmm. for probably like six minutes or something. Yeah. It's really uncommon in Michigan. but yeah. um, And I remember we all went in the basement and everything, and it was super windy, and I was like, I'm going to die. Like I thought for sure the whole house would be ripped up from the basement, <laughs> and I would get sucked up and die. And like it, I was 100% sure that was going to happen. Yeah. Super irrational. <laughs> Like we, there are, I don't, th- I don't know if a tornado that's ever been in Michigan has ever killed anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I know. have no idea. You let us know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I'm, I'm glad. I'm proud to say I do have one irrational one. Okay, I've outgrown go. it. It's not as insane as Three Men and a Baby. But <laughs> oh, there you go. Drew Carey show. <laughs> yeah, those two are those classic up. Alex moments. Yeah, those, those, are, those are gonna go into the annals. Of, <laughs> yeah, those are going. Oh, I'm glad you guys don't remember me for those things. Mine are rational, but they're still like they're from scary things. Well, uh, yeah, I they're not like I I wouldn't say they're completely. They're, I mean, there's a on the sliding scale of irrash- irrationality. Willies are like on the like close to rational, and mine are like off of the. Irrational. Oh yeah, you've got yeah. blue man groups. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's oh. a great theory. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we're not going to be on any reality shows about irrational fears anytime soon. But no. so we know we know one for Gojo. I'd be curious to hear a Tim one. Yeah, yeah. if Tim I'd, has any I'd, irrational I'd be interested. fears, Tim, write in. <laughs> yes, or hopefully just, you're listening. Or just to keep this. it in mind and let us know next week when yes. we see you. Um, real quick, I just wanted to say I had quite the Halloween treat. I bumped into uh, veteran genre actor Tom Atkins at Mulder Carpenter America. standby. Carpenter and Romero standby. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two favorite horror directors, two of my favorite directors of all time. Uh, he was an absolute delight. If you don't know Tom Atkins, um, 
the movie. He's probably my favorite performance of his is Night of the Creeps, mm. which I've talked. I think I talked about when we talked about Monster Squad. Yeah. Weirdly enough, yep. um, uh, directed by Fred Decker. Uh, he's he's fantastic in it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'm watching so much Netflix lately. I feel like I'm 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 doing what Nick used to do. Where he's like, yep, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, you're me from <laughs> from a year ago. I'm watching a lot of Netflix <laughs> lately. Well so um, Brotherhood. So no, uh, he was really really cool. And it was such a oh man, what a joy. Because I just so what happened? Did you just spot him and go oh yeah? He was walking. He was <laughs> oh. walking oh, towards me as I was leaving the mall, and I. I, 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 my mouth went open a little bit, and I kind of pointed at him. I said, "Are you Tom Atkins?" Like, because I, I knew it was him, but I, I like you, you know, just You're go, in shock, "Hey, Tom know. Atkins," you know. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm Tom Atkins." And he comes over and shakes my hand, and we get a picture together. And he's super friendly and asked me why I'm in town and wanted to know about you know what I was there for. And yeah. very very cool. That's cool. Does he live there? No, he was there for a horror convention. Because he goes, hey, are you here for the show? And I was like, no. And I didn't know what he was talking about at first. I'm like, <laughs> maybe he's in a play or something because yeah. he does theater too. A strip on weekends now. And it's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is manly, so he has a he still has the fantastic mustache that he I always saw rocked. Yeah. Picture, oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, you sent you sent us the the, the picture of uh, of him. Yeah, I, I wanted to send the picture back from Justice League where Lex Luthor goes, I don't know who this is. <laughs> And, uh, but then you said Tom Atkins, and I was like, oh, I remember his name from yeah. the Carpenter films. Well, he's one of those guys that once you look it up, you're like, okay, I've seen something. He's, yeah. you know. It was funny because when, when we bumped into him, uh, I called Nikki over because she was kind of ahead of us to come take the picture. Yeah. And um, I said, she, 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 she knows who you are. She just doesn't realize it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he laughed about that. So, no. Tom Atkins is was super cool. That was probably cool for him because he probably I mean he's not like George Clooney or anything. Yeah. Right, right. And, and it's much. you know, and I, I, I it was neat because I've never really when I, I've met a lot of people like genre people like that that I, I I'm a huge fan of, you know, Kane Hodder or Tom Savini. Savini. Yeah. But I've met them all at uh, conventions, so you expect to meet them. Yeah. It's very different when you're walking through the mall and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my god, it's 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 Tom Atkins. It's, it's cool amazing. that he was nice. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Um yeah. It is awesome having those little interactions. It's cool. Yeah, and I was really happy he was friendly and, and everything I hoped for. So, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. What a wonderful Halloween treat that was to meet to meet Star of Halloween 3 and Creepshow and Night of the Creeps and The Fog and countless others. Escape from New York? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, very cool. Very good. If only you could bump into Ernest Borgnine. Oh, that'd be great. Is he dead? Uh, I'm not sure. He's alive so. in our hearts. I don't think so. Well. I, he's been on like SpongeBob, SpongeBob episodes in the past. Yeah, I think decade. he's. I think he's still around. Pretty sure. But I don't know. Borgnine's pretty great. <laughs> Borgnine. I'd, I'd absolutely talk to him about base, basketball. He'd be like, "He what? did pass away two years ago. He no. made it to 95. That's I knew terrible. he was pretty damn old. Way to go, Borgnine. Favorite performance of his would be uh, Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon, dude. Yeah. Such an underrated movie. He's fantastic in the movie. I could see that. With, that being one of those movies that when it came out made people scared of oh hell yeah boats. Can you imagine? The movie holds up, really does. We so, just took a huge left turn in a Poseidon adventure, but it's much much better than the two thousand five or whatever remake. That <laughs> never see it. It's terrible. It's honestly awesome because they it was obviously pre computers, so like CGI it's, it's was fantastic. The sets are amazing. Dude, when the, when the boat's upside down, oh. there's a whole set of upside down ballroom. It's awesome. It is so awesome. Dude, the fact that they were able to make this movie when they did and, and it's exciting. Oh, yeah. Gene, Gene Hackman is really good in it. When I also watched, pretty terrifying. Yeah, I mean, really, it's almost it's a creepy. horror movie. It yeah. is creepy. When I watched Poltergeist last night, I, I remember watching uh, the scene where the, the mom gets kind of uh, 
pulled up the wall and across the ceiling mm-hmm. and everything. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they did, if, if this is kind of the Nolan-y type thing, yeah. putting it on, and oh, that's, that's how they fixed the camera and, and twisted the whole set. So I was, that was really, really cool. Very cool. That was awesome. It's cool. I love when movies <clears throat> will innovate. Absolutely. Like and find new Absolutely. ways to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's all that's we got. Mostly it. Happy back, Halloween. Back to our, yeah, happy Halloween. Back, and this is our first bonus episode in quite a while. Yeah, it even is. Though, even though people apparently enjoy them quite a bit, I hope they I like this one. It's cool that it worked out because all three of us are incredibly busy right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's been really hard to get together. It sucks. I you know. We're not even celebrating Halloween this year. Yeah. <laughs> no. And traditionally, for the last probably like six years, we have so I know. together. It's been crazy. But. Well, you guys six years. Me like. Three. Yeah. But. You were there. You just didn't know it. <laughs> like the ghost in Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> 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 felt your spirit. Are you guys gonna watch any Halloween movies in anticipation? Not tonight. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know I'm not far, so. Uh, yeah, I know. We're yeah, yeah. You drove here. I Text saw. me. <laughs> God, damn it. It's cold, man. A three minute walk. <laughs> yeah, I'll text you tonight. You gotta come over and cuddle come with over me and cuddle. in my yeah. bed because I'm not gonna fall asleep. I can just come over and mess with you. Just tap on your window. Oh, so I'll, I'll I'll step up and explain what we're talking about. This is Alex's first night in his uh, in his yeah. house. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. It'll be interesting. You have to get used to the sounds of the refrigerator kicking on and that'll be fine. and all that. Do you have a TV in the house yet? The broken one. Damn! I should have brought over my Abraham Lincoln cutout and just had him hiding. <laughs> you probably just would have laughed really hard and you would have instantly known what it was. Probably. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I'd be terrified. You're going to be all right. It's going to be good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I die from the poltergeist haunting my house tonight. You do have a very, very convincing kill room in your basement. Yeah, we heard we heard a cat or a baby or something earlier. <laughs> yeah, making weird and, sounds uh, from the basement. Definitely came from the killer. No, I'm pretty certain uh, it was something running by outside. But, but we were both like, that would freak me out. What's that? Willie was a little more freaked out than I was. I was probably just in denial. Because he goes, oh, it sounds like a little kid. I'm like, oh, thanks, Alex. <laughs> Ooh, I just remembered another one. We're way too long, aren't we? I thought there was a ghost or something. No, just I just tried. remembered another really scary... Oh. Okay, this is a bonus episode, man. If you there don't want to no listen rules. to this, stop listening. Boom. But please keep listening. That literally made me jolt upright, though, because I just remember how creepy it was when I saw the movie Signs in theaters. Signs, I love the movie Signs. I'm an avid supporter of the first three entries in the Shyamalan's filmography. Shyamalan-verse. Well-deserved. I mean, like, Unbreakable's a masterpiece. Oh, it's the best. And uh, Signs, I also think, I think Signs is his best movie. A lot of people disagree. I totally understand. I just think it's phenomenal. I think there's not a shot in that movie that doesn't have purpose. Mm-hmm. He has a, he has a plan for every single moment of the movie. It's genius. But the ending, a little bit, you know, I can see when people go, like, oh, that's convenient. I'm like, yeah, it is convenient. Guess what? It's about God. Oh, wow. <laughs> God's all about convenience, if he can. So, the uh, but that movie freaked me out so hardcore. And it's because it's got very classic scares. Like, mm-hmm. very just a glimpse of something that then disappears. And yeah. it's not nothing pops out it's just like a little bit of movement and something that's hidden in the background of a shot you don't notice at first and then it moves like that's very cool yeah and the scene just the shadow pacing under the door woo there they go again yeah, <laughs> um, that's awesome but the whole climax when they board up the house yeah. and you just get that shot that pans all the way across the living room and you see the light getting broken by figures outside and you hear the little chimes the little uh the wind mm-hmm. chimes get 
brush, brushed by mm -hmm. something and them tapping at the doors and testing this for structural integrity. Like, ooh, God, is that creepy. But yeah. I watched that movie with my friend in high school, and I had seen it once before, and he uh, had not. And he had he, he was scared shitless like while we were watching and he was like oh my god this is so creepy like this is so he couldn't handle it it was hilarious so i had a car at the time he didn't so when the movie ended i was like all right well yeah that was creepy right and he's like yeah that was great so i drive him back to his house he lives maybe like 12 minutes away so I drive him home and on the, all the way there he's talking about how creepy it is now he expects to see something you know and i'm like yeah it's creepy so then i uh take him home and then I drive home, and I come back to my house, and I lived by this park. I lived across the street from a park growing up. I lived on a corner house, and there was this huge park across the street. So I get out of my car, and it's probably like 12, 30, 1 o'clock at this point. There's a dude just standing in the park. <laughs> just this shadowy figure in the middle of the park, just standing there. And I can't tell if he's facing me or if he's facing the other way, but his body is oriented to so where I can see his shape is torso. He's clearly 50-50 sh shot. He's just looking right at me. Holy shit. I dukes of hazard across the hood of that car <laughs> and <laughs> ran into my house and then locked the door. And I was like... <gasps> What's funny is the guys didn't really think, what's wrong with that dude? Well, my, my bedroom window faced that park. Oh, God. And so when I got home, I was like, through the... Oh, hell yeah. Still there. And he was right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> don't even sell him. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I probably have died. I just pictured it. And it, and it uh, put me in a bad way. Man. Oh, dude. I mean, it was creepy. So I looked, and he was still there, and I was like, holy... Christ on a cracker like that it was really freaky <laughs> so then I went and get ready for bed and, all, and all, I think I just like brushed my teeth real quickly and put on pajamas and this is like two minutes go by and I look outside and he's gone and I was like <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is, is not good there's, there's the thing about him being gone that kind of right away makes it feel better but then you go oh no where, where is, is he now yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> is he behind me <laughs> right, right. at first you're like oh that's good then you know, they're like oh wait no it's not that good. was and that park was creepy and like it's fine like at night lots of like teenagers would get drunk and like smoke there and like hang out like that Love. was not uncommon yeah. to see like a gaggle of like five silhouettes there laughing and, yeah. but one person just standing there in the middle of it because usually the people that were there there were two picnic tables they would sit on and there was like a jungle gym where they'd sit on the swings like mm -hmm. a lot of the old kids that were like six years older than mm -hmm. me they were in high school at the time or, or whatever when I was a kid but someone just right smack in the middle of it just standing there like yeah. oh yeah nope jetpack and it's something about the faceless, like there's... The, oh, dude, I'm telling you, because the, the street light was right there, and he was just a just a silhouette, yeah. like right like on that's the edge spooky. of the light. It was so spooky. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's... And, and, yeah, and it was just me, my mom, and my younger brother living there, and I was like, there's no dad for me to go, dad, go kill that. <laughs> like, it was just, it was me. Go <laughs> kill that. So it was, uh, that was really creepy. I love that movie. I mean, I, I will never be scared to watch science anytime I'm down. Like, I love yeah, that's that creepy. But uh, that that story is, that was so creepy. Oh, yeah. I can believe it. Reminds me of those shots in Halloween where you can see, like, just the shape of him standing, like, across the street. Like, when the kid's looking out the blinds, you can see him standing there, like... There was a good... I watched, uh, the like I said, that movie, The Awakening, last night from 2011 yeah. with Rebecca Hall. It was totally, like, my girlfriend and I were scrolling, scrubbing through Netflix, and she was like, I'm gonna watch something scary. And I was like, oh, all right. None of these are probably mm -hmm. actually scary, but... <laughs> She passed out in 20 minutes, and uh, I and watched... you found Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay, horror movies. <laughs> no, this, no, this is scary. Um, and th that movie had one of those moments, too, where there's, like, a kid in the background, but you don't see it at first, right, and then right. he moves, and I was like, whoa! Yeah, yeah that, that kind of good. stuff is always spooky. 
that's like the only stuff I appreciate out of the Paranormal Activity movies is kind of the stuff that it's there but you don't see it. Yeah, yet. you know, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's that or like in movies when when something just walks into the shot and but it doesn't like cut. Jump scare, like in The Strangers, when she's just there in the kitchen and the dude just walks into the hallway and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. nope. That's yeah, a, it's usually that's stuff out of that's, focus in the background. That really that's a good, that's a recommendation. The Strangers is pretty, it kind of falls apart halfway through where you're kind of like, oh, okay. Things but get a little first, bit. first like yeah. third to a half, have you ever seen it, Alex? No. No. <laughs> Don't watch it tonight. That's no, for sure. God, no. Nope. No. No. Nope. No. Never watch it alone. Nope. No. 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 Not advised. No. But uh, the first the first half is really, totally it's really, really well made. <laughs> Alex's parents are going to hear him. What? Yes. <laughs> Come on right now. <laughs> Can you make me grilled cheese? <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> no, that that's a good... that. I mean, that would be a fun one to watch at like, a party with some people like, yeah. in the house. Because, you know, there could be some creepiness right. involved there. That's a good one. That's... Yeah. I'm trying to think of other good Halloween recommendations we can make to the listeners, but... Have you have you seen the original Halloween, Alex? No, I was gonna if if we didn't if I didn't think of this, I was gonna say we should just review Halloween. We should do that at some point anyway. But um, I haven't seen it in a long time. That movie is still really really scary. I'd be down to do that. It's still really. scary. I think I've seen the Rob Zombie Halloween more recently than I've seen the OG. Oh, that movie's so bad. I, I Willie's hatred for the Rob Zombie Halloween movies is so awesome. I literally, I, I don't, I am, I'm such an easygoing person, and like, I don't know if that comes through on the podcast or not, but <laughs> I'm really an easygoing person, and I'm super not argumentative, and I'm super not confrontational to a fault. But I met, I met one person who I knew, kind of friend of a friend, friend of Nick's actually, who said that they liked that movie better than the original, and I, me were there, Nick, and I literally was like, you are. A, an effing idiot. Like, really put the so beer down stupid. and was like, we're talking. I got really upset. Like, I was emotional about it. But anyway, <laughs> no. We should definitely watch that. That, that man, that thing's a masterpiece. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. like, that'd be like if people said, like, I would get riled up if somebody was like, oh, the new thing was way creepier than the original. Like, no. Dude. Dummies. I, mean, I, friend, I, I will say this: the, the the newer version of the thing is certainly better than the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. <laughs> but mm. the new version of the thing is whatever. Never mind. There's parts that are neat. Other than that, there's parts that are neat, but it's kind of a remake of the thing. Kind of, yeah. But the OG thing is so Fantastic. good. Have you ever seen that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows knew how to end a horror movie like John Carpenter. John Carpenter, the like when he was in his prime, when he was on that string of like from like '78 to like. I'd even say till like 88, somewhere in there. Like, that dude could leave you walking out of the theater, theater feeling so fulfilled by what you saw, but so effing uneasy about everything that just happened. Like, oh my god, the ending of the thing, the ending of Halloween, uh, the ending of Prince of Darkness, uh, the ending of the fog, like everything. Just, ugh. Ah, he's so good. He's so good. It's he's an he's art. on my bucket list to meet. It's yeah. an art form. Like, you know, crafting a. Crafting a compelling horror film from start to finish, it's it's really hard for people to do. And I mean, even these days, like I'll forgive it if like two thirds are really good. If like the middle sags or the ending's not sure. quite as satisfying. I'm sure. Like, eh, if if it's mostly pulled off, and I was genuinely pretty freaked out throughout uh, at least half of it, I'm, I'm happy. But you know, they, there's too many jump scare endings. Absolutely. That, that's been it's so overused now, and it's it's such a cheap like. It's such a cheap way to end a movie. I mean, like certain movies it works, but the thing is, you're never going to do it better. 
like, ever than, like, Friday the 13th or, like, Carrie did. Like, those two have, like, the best jump scare endings, like, ever. I think there's Oh, the Friday the 13th one? Jesus Christ. I saw that at a... The first time I ever saw that movie was at a a party in high school, and there were, like, 30 of us there. Like, we were crammed in my friend's house. It was hilarious. And we were all laughing at the movie. Everybody was, like... Because it's kind of dumb and, like, doesn't... It's silly. I don't think it ages... Yeah, and then you find out what's going on, and you're like, what? But then... That jump scare, the whole room jumped, jumped, oh, screamed. Yeah. I mean, all the girls were screaming, and even the dudes were like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who lived there was like, dad! <laughs> it was, I mean, that got everybody. And it I was still like, works. I was like, damn, was that good. It still yeah. works. I, I, there's times where I'm in the mood for, like, a jump scare movie, especially if you're like, like, jump, jump scare movies are fantastic for when you've been dating somebody for, like, a few months or something like that. You just want to have, like, that thing that kind of, like, Makes you get closer on the couch or something like that. Right. Put on a jump scare movie. That's always fun to me. Well, like, I, I can't think of a of a good example. Well, like, what movie would you say is a good jump scare movie? Oh, Twenty One Jump Scare movies. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I think I, I think the Paranormal Activity movies have pretty good jump yes. scares. Yes, yeah, you know, there's a lot of them are horrible movies, but but. The, I mean, there's moments... I remember Paranormal Activity 2 was really bad. I mean, yeah. I remember just walking out of it going, Jesus, that was a... What a oh, it's unwatchable. What a waste of money. But the one jump scare that was super successful is when those damn cabinets all fly open at the same time. It was the one time... Like, that was a good jump scare. Like, oh. I'll give them that. That, yeah. was, that was cool. That's, that's a good example of, like... I think Paranormal Activity is probably, like, the best example because a lot of it is... You are just sitting on the edge of your seat, waiting for something terrifying to happen. You build a and it's not—it's not about like plot. Like there's not a lot of plot happening necessarily, but you are strictly the cameras that are installed there and the scenes that you are watching are designed to put you on the edge of your seat and anticipate what's about to happen. Yeah, well, and it's—it's it's about putting the audience at ease. That's the thing that and I don't think a lot of these directors <clears throat> that are like trying to make people jump at the end of the movie or even like during the movie. They don't realize that. Like the reason why Friday the Thirteenth works is because you've got this beautiful like musical score that like it's like the way the score was written is so genius because it's basically telling your brain that the movie's over, everything's yeah. great now, yep. everything's gonna be okay, and then like it's just nope, just kidding, like like instantly, like in a flash. That's the thing is you have to put the audience at ease, and that's why like. Um, most of the jump scares don't work now because like, they don't give you time to like relax before they do it to you. They just they're like, boom, credits, the end. You know, The Conjuring Man. I mean, that is the most most artfully created horror film I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that's fantastic. That, the first real jump scare in that movie. I mean, I'm not I'm not a jumpy guy. When I get scared in movies, it's more internal. Yeah. And, and I yeah. I don't really react physically, and I don't really exclaim. And even then, I usually can kind of anticipate them coming based right. on like you know all the all the, the subliminal devices that you know films do to kind of condition you to be ready to jump but man the first one in the conjuring the first real visual jump scare that happened i probably left my seat in the theater because it was so well done mm-hmm. but i was smiling i was so into it i was like whoa that was creepy and awesome and then my arm was broken three places by my girlfriend who snapped it <laughs> And Alex was, yeah, I mean, you reacted, everybody did. The whole yeah. theater was, yeah. but that very first scare, whoo, just yeah. thinking about it. I See, and that's the thing. I, I, I absolutely appreciate when a movie can creep me out the way that The Conjuring did, and really the only movie before that that I can think about is The Ring, because I generally end up being able to logic my way out of any fear from movies like that. Sure. 
The ghost, ring, yeah, ghost the, movies usually don't freak me out. The ring, I was, I was young enough that it could still affect me strongly, but then The Conjuring, I think, is just so artfully made that it, that it succeeds at that. But the things that, that really creep me out now, I'd probably have to go with, like, funny games. A oh, funny game is terrifying. Funny games is just. I've never seen a funny game. It's horrifying to me. Like, which one did you see? I saw the the remake with Michael Pitt. And okay, I was gonna say don't say the Michael Haneke one because he directed both. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the uh, funny games is spooky. Yeah. It's because it feels like it could happen. And not not even that. Just everything. Absolutely everything is unsettling about it. I mean, well, like, no, not, yeah, totally. There's not a single frame in the movie that isn't doesn't have something that's just like really. Off putting. Uh, the music and the way it's shot and everything, everything's kind of off kilter <laughs> a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, but I would, have, I, I recommend funny games, but you have to be prepared to watch a really messed up movie. Yeah. I love that when a movie cannot necessarily be a horror movie, but the mood of even just scenes, like I just rewatched for probably the twentieth time, seven, mm. and there's mm. a lot of scenes in that that even though I know everything that's coming, I'm like, Ooh, there's a little. This is, All you need is the opening credits. That the opening titles instantly unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Well, damn. I mean, it's been a long time since we've done what you've been watching, but um, I managed to truck through the first two seasons of American Horror Story. Oh, I knew you'd watch the first, but... The second season is... I know this is the divisive one. I thought it was phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. There There was a moment in the middle of the season, and anybody who has watched it will probably know what I'm talking about, but I was so mad at what happened that I was... I like turned off my PlayStation and was like, I'm never watching this show again. <laughs> like it, it's so outrageous. It's one of those moments where, like the Geico commercial, where the the kids in the movie are making the decision that's so bad. You're like, <laughs> how would any person make this choice? Yeah. Yeah. In that commercial, yeah, it's, it's awesome. phenomenal. It's great. Um, for those who may not have seen it, just YouTube search Geico uh, horror or killer commercial. It's really funny. Yeah, you'll find it. But um, the there's something in the middle of that show that I was like, this is literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen a character in the And But the rest of the season is so good, but they do a really good job with a lot of that mood kind of setting stuff. And it's not, it's not as like, I don't know, the first season is probably has more creep, actual creepiness to it. Mm-hmm. The second's more horrifying though, because it's largely like person on person horror and not like, unseen entity yeah right but uh highly recommend the second season the ending to that season have you watched it or no you, you said you didn't really get into it no i watched the first couple episodes and i don't remember why i stopped I, but i nothing was turning me off on it I the just... finale of that season is one of the most satisfying finales to a tv season i've ever seen season you know? two yes it everything is wrapped up in a way that is not only like well done but like i loved like yeah, loved how everybody's That's story cool. ended i was like this is in- incredibly well done have you started three yet? No, I'm gonna take a little break for a while. I got some other shows I'm gonna watch, yeah. but I don't, I'm, I'm not. Really the nice thing is that it's an anthology, so you don't have to. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I've heard three is really awesome. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that. I haven't heard much about three. I, I, I think that's another one that was a little bit divisive too. It's a lot more like witch huntery, like supernatural creature hunter, kind of like the show Supernatural, and I really, really sure, love that yeah. Show, so I, I liked the first couple episodes. I, I think I watched the first two episodes of uh, Free Show so far. I think it's been pretty creepy. I've heard. So so, it's been creepy. I don't like clowns. So, nah. I heard Neil Patrick Harris and his husband have joined. They have. Oh, that's cool. So it's weird that they're still filming it. Yeah, that seems like the type of show they just film and then it's done because it's so. I think a lot of shows. Cinematic. I guess it really depends because I just <clears throat> I heard that breaking. Uh, Maybe they filmed the first half. Better Call Saul is done. 
wrapped the first season yeah wrapped, i just i just read today that like sons of anarchy which is on like eight of 13 episodes like they they're still filming the finale and i'm like that seems so close yeah. like, i think it, it's it, you know they probably plan to be done fairly ahead of time a lot of them are shot so cinematically that they just probably chunk them out <clears> you know? yeah. and, and depending on who's in it how busy they are if they're yeah. movie stars too you know yeah, yeah that's true bob odenkirk is hot right now yeah very true so hot right now bob oh my gosh yeah, we're way long, but That's hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We haven't had a bonus episode since March, so... This is like fear drivel. Fear, fear drivel. Yeah. Horror drivel. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to our, us being tortured by our fears. Yes. This is a good episode to just put on during your, your daily commute. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of ride as, and, and listen. This is a little more laid back. There wasn't a huge agenda. Yeah. Now that this disclaimer is at the end of the episode. <laughs> hopefully that's what you did. This is pretty much the conversation we'd have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want more horror-related bonus episode goodness, go back to our uh, two-part Friday the 13th retrospective from last year's Halloween. Still my favorite episode. <laughs> it's, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I, I think it was quite entertaining. And I, I really want to get the capability up and going. I think by the time that my house is all settled and everything, we'll have the ability to start recording commentaries. I so, yeah, we've talked about that. That'd be fun. I, like I think that. between I was thinking it would be a lot of fun to do a commentary for the pest, <laughs> make you guys sit down and watch it with me, and then we go through it, and I just talk about all the things that I, I tried that. to emulate and all the things that I really love about the movie, and we can sit there and go. Yeah, you, you guys can both just sit there and repeatedly say how terrible the movie is. Please but. stop. Please stop it, Alex. <laughs> Commentary just cuts off like why, three minutes. Why are you, no, you guys just get up and leave, and it's just me talking for the rest of the pest. That'd be great. You but no, I, I really wanted to do uh, Friday the 13th Part uh, 5, I think. Oh, yeah. You, you and Tim are very entertaining when watching that movie. And I, I, think... I, I don't think... I think that's one of those movies, like, if me and Tim are in the room watching it, like, I don't think we lose material. No. Like, I think we, no. just, we see new things. Every yeah, day. That just, movie's just a, such a delight. It kind of kept flowing. So I think maybe next year will be a good time to do it. That doesn't have to, We can do it in, in October. It doesn't have to be, like, the Halloween one, but... Yeah. I think that would be fun to do, but... Anyway... Uh, feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com let us know what you thought of our bonus episode what scares you in movies and TV Did, were you also scared of the Blue Man Group as a child yeah somebody please make Alex feel better about it <laughs> you know I, I, I don't feel bad about it it just happened but I yeah know. I really want to hear I really want to hear some feedback for this one yeah sometimes I'm not interested in hearing feedback because our opinions are theirs and that's that <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I, but I especially want to hear uh, any international listeners. I would love to hear the kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, what scares that, you? Yeah. What scares you? Uh, 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 I'm trying to think of who else listens. We've got, uh, I think, uh, Lim, Peter. Lim Tong. Peter from, uh, from, from uh, the, uh, New Zealand, I think. Okay. Um, it's Peter Jackson. AJ. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but no. Anybody, please let us know what would creep yeah, you Yeah, I'd love to hear. Movies. I'd love to hear about some like foreign films and stuff too that maybe we don't know about. That would be that would spooky. be pretty cool. Yeah, so. we didn't even we didn't even get into yeah. into the Italian horror circuit, which oh, you, know, you and I both love. Yeah, yeah it's great stuff. We'll, um, we'll do that at some point too. Yes, there was a movie I just watched that the soundtrack literally was like, "Oh, it was your next." Oh, love that movie. 
Really? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I thought it was one of the dumbest things I've ever <laughs> seen. I love that but movie. But that soundtrack was awesome. It's fantastic. I think you mentioned that. The use of the song. I think you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that when you first saw it. That's yeah. right. Whoa, it just came back to me. That's awesome. What song? It's Magic, right? They I don't remember the name of it. No, it was all, the, when that music kicked in, I was like, hell yeah, this movie took a turn for the cool, but yeah. eh, only kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the blunder. Amazing. Yeah. All right. All right. Feedback. Do that. At MFN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all 99 previous episodes, plus I think six bonus episodes, including this one now. Full show notes for all of those. All of our episodes are available on iTunes as well. You can also listen to us on Stitcher Radio. Uh, 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. Please give us a call. Uh, if you don't want to call us because you can't and you're international, we had Yoop sent us an email for our 100th episode that we're going to read, but I told him if he wanted to, record an MP3, MP3 and send it in. Oh, that'd be cool. Just yeah. try to keep it under a minute. The shorter, the better. <clears throat> keep it to 30 seconds. That's even more awesome. We can, we can play it and listen to it and talk about it uh, when we record our 100th episode. So get those in soon. Um, Mr. John. Thank you for our music and artwork. And uh, he may arise from the dead, right? That's true. It's possible. He may come back after being killed in the great podcast war of August 2014. But uh, I think that's about it. Kyle XY. Go watch a movie.